Lesson 1. Make slow and careful progress. Make haste, slowly. Gaius Suetonius Tranquillus. At age 14, I set myself the goal of becoming a millionaire. In high school, I show an aptitude for economics, so the teacher takes me under his wing. He gives me extra lessons on my own and explains how to understand the stock market. When I'm 16, I grow excited about TV commercials advertising the privatization of British Telecom. The UK government is offering shares at 50 pounds, and I can smell money-making potential. After discussing the prospects with my teacher, I borrow 50 pounds from my grandmother to invest. On the first day of dealings, BT shares double. I dance around the house yelling, Yes, yes, yes. I take an immediate profit. Hooked on the stock market, I invest in every privatization I can get my hands on. Each privatization is oversubscribed, meaning that more investors applied for shares or stock than are being offered. To ensure that I get plenty of shares, I submit applications in all my family members' names. I order dozens of books on the stock market from the library, with topics ranging from number crunching to crowd psychology, which I devour with fanaticism. After graduating from the University of Liverpool with a B.A. in business studies, I leave my small industrial hometown in northwest England for Phoenix, Arizona, in May 1991. All I have to survive on are my student credit cards and an unshakable belief that conquering the stock market is my destiny. I aim to get rich by using the skills I've acquired from studying and trading the stock market and by applying my two favorite mottos. Greed is good. Gordon Gecko and Wall Street. It's dog-eat-dog -dog in the business world. My Aunt Mo, whom I idolize. I fib to the immigration official at the airport that I'm only in America for a brief holiday to visit my Aunt Mo, who had settled in Arizona with her husband. I illegally apply for employment by mailing my resume to all of the stock brokerages listed in the phone book. Days later, at Aunt Mo's house, I receive a letter from a brokerage offering a job interview. As I don't have a Social Security card that's valid for employment, I seek Aunt Mo's advice. She says to tell the brokerage that she keeps all of my important documents in her safe, and I'd be happy to bring them a photocopy. She shows me how to forge an H-1B professional-level job visa using a simple printing set from a stationery store. At the interview, I'm offered a job on the spot. It's commission only, so I won't make any money until I start opening new accounts. I also have to obtain a Series 7 stockbroker's license, which involves attending two months of classes, during which time I won't get paid. Worried about running out of credit, I convince the branch manager that I don't need the classes because of my education and stock market experience. Two weeks later, I ace the Series 7 exam, igniting a sense of invincibility within me. In the cutthroat world of rookie stockbrokering, I must attend a 6 a.m. sales meeting and cold call 500 numbers daily to build a pipeline of leads of potential investors. My first few months, I open no new accounts. Running out of credit, I'm reduced to living off cheese sandwiches and bananas. In the hope of increasing my chances of success, I enter a business partnership with another rookie, Matt. We pledge to watch each other's backs. Exhausted from months of relentless cold calling, I suggest to Matt that we try dumpster diving other brokerages for sales leads. He dismisses the idea as insane until I stick my hand in our trash 
and extract paperwork with our clients' names, addresses, and telephone numbers. We buy garbage gloves, trash bags, and box cutters. We target a rival firm because two of their brokers recently threatened to blow up Matt's car over a mutual client. Matt drives us to the brokerage. The dumpster is enclosed by three walls and a gate at the front. We grab bags and slice them open. Eventually, we find stacks of account paperwork, which we load into Matt's car. Dumpster diving boosts my commission. Now that I'm producing results, the branch manager starts cutting me in on the distributions of accounts from brokers who periodically quit the business. That's how I rise up the ranks in my first two years. Following a dumpster diving mission, I'm pulled over by the police. They approach my car and shine their flashlights on the bags of trash. As they search through the bags, I fear I'm going to be arrested for industrial espionage. After they let me go with just a speeding ticket, I quit dumpster diving. My business partner, Matt, becomes addicted to...